Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Brian Dewhurst. Welcome back, B-Dog. Didn't Come on. Ha- didn't have you in it's Friday. It is. It is. We like to do the we like to do our podcast on Friday. If you didn't know, we have an amazing guest with us. I want you to introduce him because we got a lot of things to cover. All a right, lot. we have the one, the only Aaron Anderson. He grew up in Clarion, Iowa, graduated from Central College in 2016, has owned Fresh Fit Meals with his partners coming up on 2 years now and we're going to unpack his story. And for all of you that don't know, Fresh Fit Meals is fast casual healthy food. Uh, to fit your lifestyle. So welcome to the show, Aaron Anderson. Thanks for having me. Gosh, don't you just feel good. We're in studio, which is our favorite way to podcast. And I want to start out by giving a shout out to Kevin Stitzworth. That's who connected oh, us. Oh, good old Kevin. I know. He's got us like three different podcast uh, guests. He's, he's doing it. He's dialing it in. So uh, what have you done for us lately? You know, but Kevin <laughs> has done something, okay? So we're going to get into it. We're going to unpack. You got a lot of you got a lot to unpack and a huge story that I think is going to really resonate with those people who might be looking at maybe jumping off the proverbial bridge and trying to jump into this uncommon life. We use that analogy. We're financial advisors that really think that you are your best asset and love that analogy because you do have a parachute on your back, but it's never easy to just stand up on top of that bridge and like jump. You've done that. And not only have you done that, you're thriving. And then you've done that, and then you've also hit some adversity in the way, and then you've worked through that, which is basically everybody's story. But we're going to unpack yours. So where do you want to start? Let's start there. <laughs> I mean, might as start at the beginning of Fresh Fit. We might as well do that. Aaron, you're right. Let's go. Let's start right there. Let's start there. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, like, say, 2017, um, I was at Hy-Vee managing for a year. Actually, first off, I was trying to sell insurance for three weeks. I did not sell a single thing of insurance. (laughs) So I'm like, all right. So sales. Like, uh, I love leadership management. So everything I was looking at out of college was like, you need to know how to sell to be a leader. Hmm. and flipping that script, I don't really believe in that anymore. Um, fast forwarding a few years. Um, then I went to management at Hy-Vee and then LinkedIn actually brought me to FreshFit. I'm very much employee based, uh, um, kind of a leader style and it's more about the employees versus myself. Mm-hmm. I made a post about that. And the next thing you know, I got a couple messages and one was FreshFit. So I sat down, interviewed and got the job. So, and then I ran that store for two years um, they didn't feel like they wanted to grow anymore for the company wise, or they weren't growing fast enough for my liking. I was already capped from learning and leadership. Like I, yeah, probably, there's a ceiling there. Yeah. I was, I was done. I couldn't make any more money. I couldn't grow anymore until we grew more stores. I was just stuck. Right. Um, and I want to keep moving forward. So I ended up actually leaving, going to Winterset Cidery, um, with Nick and Nini Williams and learned a lot from them and a lot about the cider business from brewing to the bar management to the orchard to the lawn care which is completely out of the realm of what health food was when i was managing fresh fit but yeah. some of the wisdom and principles have to be the same yeah 100 percent. yeah leadership i think all like it really depends on who you are as a person right. um, from that end so 
who you are is really how you're going to lead. You can still kind of take, I like taking bits and pieces from everyone and kind of make them own. That's what I try to instill in our managers today, really. Um, yeah, then from there, COVID happened. Um, there's always a positive to everything, even though COVID was bad. But, you know, it gave us an opportunity to come in and step in and buy fresh fit. And right. that was freaking scary, let me tell you. Because it was like the beginning oh. of the whole yeah, pandemic. It was, so it was 2020. Walk through the timing of yeah. that because I, oh, I think, you know, we all can, you know, it's kind of like when the Twin Towers went down, everybody remembers kind of that yep. pivotal moment. And, you know, spring break is where it largely hit in Central America, you know, for COVID in 2020. So kind of walk our listeners through that timing because I think making big yep. decisions like that in the eye of that storm is pretty profound. Yeah. So it was actually, so we were flying to me and Nick, we're going to CiderCon. Um, there's a CiderCon and it's freaking massive. <laughs> wow. Like we, me and him. Who would have thought? Yeah. It's in um, Indianapolis, I bet, isn't it? No, it was in Oakland. Oh. <laughs> it was in Oakland. It was, I think it was December. We're flying out there and he gets a bunch of Amex emails. Um, and he's like, COVID's not looking great over there. I don't know what's going to happen, oh. but we ended up going, Oakland and it was freaking time of our life. It was so many fun stories with wow. Nick and I there. Um that was December. Get back in January. Um cider season right now is kind of fermentations, all, all that stuff's done. Now we're kind of getting to February, March, and now like it's it's hitting. It's hitting and everything shut down. Ah. So I'm like driving to work and there is literally no one on the road. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, you know. I was still kind of in contact with Fresh, but I never like lost contact with them. Mm-hmm. Just I love everyone there um, from that end, and they shut. They didn't shut down the stores as food, but the revenue from what I was used to was a quarter of what Dropped it was. Up a cliff. Wow. Like yeah. a quarter, which they are not making money at all. Like they're putting money into it, pumping it mm-hmm. to keep it alive. And then you know, as March, April, that goes. All March, April, May, looking at those books, like we didn't have control of it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Probably would have sunk um, or have outside investors, which no one would have done that at that time. Right. right. Nobody's so, putting money in anything. Yeah, no one's nothing. Putting, no one's writing checks into that. So March, April, May, um, the previous owners that we bought it from, they, they had it. And then looking at um, August, it's kind of our timeline of when we bought it, August 1st of 2020. You know, looking back, I was telling my parents, I told you a little bit ago, Brian, like probably March-ish, I'm like thinking about buying a house. I'm tired of kind of living in an apartment, white apartment. And I'm also like, man, fresh fit came for sale. I'd probably buy it. Not thinking what's going to happen in the next yeah, six right, months. Right. I had no idea. Right. But you're already kind of in the mindset of a big purchase. Yeah. House. Like you're kind of like, all yeah. right, I'm ready to move on. Let's yeah, go. exactly. Yeah. What so is it that's be? a good thought. I didn't think about that. But um, yeah, so going into June, um, I started hearing some like little things on the wall of from Becca and John and angel my three partners um like hey things are kind of getting weird here like you know matt he's the was the director of ops of fresh fit so it was my my direct report at the time and he's like he's not really talking to us anymore he's i heard he's transitioning to five star we don't know what's going on they're selling the corporate house in town they're selling the vehicle wow. the texas store shut down and then my light bulb just like flickered Bing. <laughs> i'm like wow. huh so they're getting ready to either like just kind of let it fly or sell it or just let it sink. There are three choices right there. Yeah, right. I'm like, well, we're going to be on the buying end of this, hopefully. Yeah. And then all through this, I'm like trying, I'm looking at a house 
And then I tell my realtor, or I had an offer on a house that fell through. Two days later, this whole thing comes to fruition. And wow. it's funny, Becca's, <laughs> Becca's so like non confrontational. And we're like, Becca, you're the manager right now. Like, you, you have to like tell Matt, like, step up, step up. Hey, we're, we want to, someone wants to buy Fresh Fit. And she said that. And then why she's texting us, three of us on a group chat, she's like, guys, things are happening. I'm like, here we go. Oh, man. And this is so cool. middle of June right now. Right. So COVID is still there, but the store is starting to rebound a little bit just from revenue. I was still kind of yeah. watching People it. are like, I got to get some food. Yeah. <laughs> like, I and, need to get out of my house. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I jumped on a Zoom call with Brian. That's his name. And he's like, why do you want to buy it? And like this, this, and this. He's like, well, I've never sold anything to employees, but I, you know, I believe you guys. I'm in Texas. Like, there's really nothing left for me. Um, kind of stepping away from Five Star, which is their supplement brand and stores. They have like 55, 60 wow. of those locations. Oh. Um, so they're big. So they don't really, not worried about a one stop store in urban Iowa when they live in Texas. So right. that was kind of the writing on the wall there, too. Um, and I thought this business, and so now I can actually talk about this. I thought it was going to go way, way more than what it was worth. Like we're like going to have to find money. Mm. And this is like the first time I've ever heard that. By the way, usually yeah. we hear this like, "Oh, it's going to be way lower than what they actually propose." Oh, it's no. like, "Oh my gosh, it's four times more than I thought it was going to be." So this was the opposite. No, opposite, complete opposite. Because he sold it to us for a deal. He's like, "I want to get rid of this." this. Guy. And yeah, he's like, "It's a win-win." I, yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about the stress anymore. I'm going to sell it to you for a deal because of COVID. Like, that's just right. what it is based on the books. This is what wow. I feel like it's worth. I'm like, deal. Oh, done. Where do I hit the deal button? Yeah. And then we just had to basically find a little bit of money and we were done. Wow. And so, then, how many people ended up starting with you, like owning? Four of us. Four of so, people. for okay. my, my transition, it was I ran it for two years. I actually hired John and Becca for part time help. Mm-hmm. Becca left to go get her dietitian degree. Um, and then when I was leaving, John took over uh, and Angel's been there since day one since the raft was going up. He's basically been our chef for three, four years. Great. So the four of us, and then John was about to go back to hotel industry. Okay. Um, he wasn't really liking running like the GM position. He's more of a right. marketer, which is what he does now, um, for us. And Becca's more direct to direct for contact for right. dietitian and consults and all that stuff like really trying to push the health mm. and wellness initiative one-on-one consultations and then so becca came back in as john was leaving for management and then it all kind of like transitioned backward wow. like to basically everyone kind of falling into the roles of what they're supposed to be in wow so it all it all worked out so august 1st 2020 that's when we officially nice had it so you took it over and ran minus, with it yeah minus the four lawyers that told me not to do it <laughs> Of course. They always, oh, always count on the lawyers to tell you what to, to yeah. not do. Nothing bad against either. lawyers, but... Yeah. yeah. The, They'll only the ones, tell you the potholes that you're going to run into. Correct. Never yeah. like... The There's black. never any blue sky. No, right. <laughs> Which maybe that's just what they're trained to do. I don't right. know. Right. So tell me, how did you come up with the money aspect of it? It's like, hey, it's twenty. It's going to be X amount. We're just going to divide that by four. And then that's how much yeah. everybody's... How did that work? So basically, Brian was like, hey, you have to come in with... Um, so he, he like literally gave us this opportunity. Right. Um, he's like, hey, you guys need to sit in the game. I get it. You're young. You probably don't have a ton of money. So I'll personal finance for you. Wow. And I'm meeting with bankers on the side. like Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how do I find money? How do we? And like all the bankers are telling there's no one's going to let you have money because you haven't ran a business. I'm like, right. I ran this freaking thing for two years. The only thing I don't know is the P&L, which I understand because I 
I studied finance too, and I just understand numbers better. And all the bankers are like, it's going to take you at least 60 to 90 days. I'm like, I don't have that. I have 30. And then it's like each day is trickling down. Same with the lawyers. I'm like, this needs to be done by X date. If it's not done, like I'm probably still signing this deal. Right. Um, It's like too good to be true. And I'm very gut instinctual, and that's basically what happened. Um, So, yeah, we basically came with the money all – well, three of us, Becca couldn't put anything yet until later, which she did. So we're all kind of equal in equity now, which is nice. Yeah. So, I mean, we just came, we just had it. Um, we had maybe had a little bit of outsource to bring in, but yeah. it wasn't a lot. It was like 20 grand probably, but that oh, was yeah, it. Not- we just had to add a working capital, and that's what he right. asked for and a down payment, and he personal financed everything else. Wow. So we just pay him a monthly fee for the next, we'll probably pay it off actually this year. Wow. Um, to get a Pretty little quick. more free cash flow. Really? But yeah. Yeah, that's great. So August 2020, it's now August yours. 2020, yeah. What's that first day look like? You walk in and be like, all right, guys. Oh, man, I popped a bottle of champagne. As, oh, soon, as, as soon as I signed that deal, oh, man, it was like. And so let's talk through, because like <laughs> the whole house thing never came to fruition, right? Like it just never came. It, it fell through, and then this deal kind of yeah, came. Yeah, I literally right. told my realtor, like, hey, this is this might be happening. Can't really talk about it, but we might be purchasing, purchasing fresh fit. So sorry. Yeah. Like, he's like, cool, that's that's cool, dude. Oh, good. More good. important. Yeah. Right. He was a customer. Like he understood. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was. He was chill about it. Good, good. Okay, so that was probably really a cool kind of transition to like, okay, we're going to make this big purchase. Now I'm going to make a different purchase, but it's going to be something that's going to actually cash flow. (laughs) Yeah. Winning. Uh, And so now you're in August uh, 2020. You pull in, champagne's popped. Yeah, and so this is what's crazy. Yeah. So the business itself was not really making a lot of money yet. So we just kept everyone inside the store a salary. Mm -hmm. And I was so... Becca, Angel, and our staff at the time, they didn't like lose any money. Like they stayed. I was not taking any money from business. So right. I was still not on salary and I was still working full time at the cidery. Oh, wow. So here I am. And I didn't tell Nick or Nini any of this before, like probably three days prior to like, hey, it's going to happen. Right. I didn't, I didn't know how it's they, not worth it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know how yeah. they'd react. At the end of the day, they were super happy for me. And I yeah. honestly, knowing them, I should have expected that more so. And they probably would have helped me through a lot of the stuff as they just purchased the cidery literally a year before mm-hmm. um but you don't know what's gonna happen right so it's right, like right. kind of protect yourself yeah a that's bit. exactly what i was doing um and i lost my train of thought there so you were oh, yeah. working for cider yeah, yeah. cidery so i was doing both for october until when was that? what is my last day probably like october 17th middle of october okay and i still was not taking any money wow Jeez. and so then i basically just cut myself a really small salary and floated all the way until January, and that's when we can basically really start paying me a not a good salary, but a moderate, just a livable yeah. one, essentially. So I was pumping in between the cider and fresh fit, probably 190 to 100 hours a week, like Dude, easy. Holy cow! Like I'd go to the cider during the day, come back, work at night at fresh fit, or in the morning early. Like yeah. I was grinding. It was a grind. It's interesting though. Like the sacrifice that you made probably made the business in itself way more like yeah. stable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you would have been like, no, I need, to, I need to make a, a hundred grand. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not no going to work. No. It's going to probably sink. But the fact that you sacrificed and did that two jobs situation, full full-time jobs, uh, yeah. 
is the reason why, like in January, it was like, oh, wow, we've got something here. Yep. Like it's starting to turn around. Yeah, which is exactly what happened. I mean, November, December for like our industry in general for meal prep and health, Probably it, goes it down. slows way right. down. Nothing good happens in December with your finances and your diet. Just yeah. throw those out the window. Yeah, gone. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> gone. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially what happened. And January, it's like, cool, we're off to the races and kind of start getting in there and like focusing on things. And People then, are recommitted and... Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. And then actually our biggest time of the year is spring. So like yeah. March, April, May, like we're getting ready to like bathing suit rock. Season. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> bathing suit season. Exactly. Let's talk about that. I think it's a good time, a good segue to start talking about the actual product. Because what I think is cool, especially, you know, you now you have a new dietitian on board, uh, just the blood sugar level that doesn't yeah. peak. I'd like to hear that part of it just because I think it's such a cool sales yeah, uh, a perfect opportunity for you to talk about the product because when I heard that, I was like, "Oh wow, this is actually legit." Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go there. Yeah, so with what we do is just healthy meal prep. So when you walk inside the store, you're going to see over forty option meal options, basically grab and go, ninety second meals, you're done. So really, the science behind it is we're trying to hit all low glycemic and a lot of gluten free items. So glycemic index is where it spikes your blood sugar, so your A one C three levels essentially. Um, people that are diabetic, they don't want that number to go sky high. Mm-hmm. So you'll never get tired after eating. So if you think of Thanksgiving as you're eating all these mashed potatoes, your turkey, you get really tired and your body gets a little cold. And, and everyone chalks up for the turkey. It ain't the, the turkey. turkey. It's not the turkey. It ain't the turkey. It's all the food you're stuffing in your stomach. <laughs> so your blood sugar levels are going through the roof because your body's trying to basically process it. Yeah. And your body gets really cold because all your blood's rushing to your stomach. Huh. And you get tired afterward. So if you had a big meal or you eat something super sugary, you crash an hour after, it's because your blood sugar spiked. Mm-hmm. Um, our food is designed to keep it steady. So you never crash. And again, about three or four hours, you're probably going to be a little hungry again, which is the thought process and premise behind it. You don't want to overeat. You want to eat the right amount. Right. So this whole carb connotation, I got to get this out of there. It's Carbs aren't bad for you. 100% not bad. It's, right. You need them. And that's how your body processes. You can go on the keto diet and that go all day on that stuff too. <sighs> Keto diet's podcast. not great. Another podcast. Another podcast. But, no, but this is all for you. It's all the meal <laughs> yeah. has already been prepped. And Done. what I like about it is they're not super expensive. No, they're about eight dollars a piece. On that's average. like that's like affordable. I mean, with yeah. inflation and everything now, I mean, I think we're going to be at eight dollar gas here if we're not careful. Right. You know. Um, so. Yeah, and we we will not raise. I'm very firm on not raising those prices. So I had we we raised them a little bit when we took over just to kind Good. of counteract some things we're doing. Absolutely. But at, at this point, we're like. So I was looking at averages of nationwide, what whatever else is doing. Smart. We were probably two or three dollars below the nation average. Right. Now we're probably like a dollar, which is perfect. Still, right? Yeah, and Still I don't want to raise the price unless we absolutely have to. Yeah. If we don't, so we can survive if we need to. So where was but, the location back in 2020? Urbandale. Urbandale. Yep. Mm. yep. Urbandale. Urbandale. Okay. And, and then, then that's the place that makes the food? Yep. So we'll have a kitchen. It'll be like a hub and spoke model. So we'll actually open an Ankeny store here in 2022 um, in spring. So probably within two to three months. Wow. Actually, literally probably five blocks from here. It'd be really good so. because this could be good for Brian and I. <laughs> Swing on over. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Jimmy John's, Brian. Don't, Don't go to do Jimmy it. John's. <laughs> Very cool. And then, so that'll be your second location, Urbandale, yeah, and then Ankeny. Yep. And then, like, what's your trajectory? Like, where are we going? What's Fresh Fit going to be? I, with, we want a lot of things. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, really want to kind of go more of a Midwest, or LLC name is Midwest Meal Prep. 
Um, so we really want to kind of hit all the Midwest areas. So your Minnesota, your Illinois, your Nebraska. The I-35, I-80 um, corridor. Co- correct. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So if we hit all of that, that'd be awesome. Um, so we're still kind of, there's a lot of work to be done to see what we can do with just a hub and spoke model. Is so we'll that another kitchen or we'll have to do a centralized kitchen. There's a lot of inner works in that. Or do we franchise? Do we not franchise? It's right. Yeah. There's right. a lot of, yeah. What do you want to do? Right. Who's helping you through those decisions? Cause there are some big decisions that you can make. Uh, thankfully there's partners. Good. Good. <laughs> um, so we all kind of have to agree on certain aspects of it and kind of where we want to go. But when we got into it, it was, there's a few things that we all talked about first. It was, okay, what do we want from this? Um, we want to help people. That was the first thing. Cool. We're not in it for the money. We are, but aren't. That's not, should never be the overarching principle. Right, right. If you're in it for the money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. What's the byproduct? Um, yeah. Byproduct, yeah. 100%. So if you're doing good, you're going to get rewarded by doing good. And that was our thought process. And right. then the second piece was how big do we want to grow this thing? 50, 60, 70 stores. We want to blow it up. We want to help people and change their lives. It's just right. our goal. Right. Because the more stores and locations you can open, the more people you can help. Correct. Right. Yeah. Another byproduct. Byproduct. So and that that was the overall process. And so as we kind of teeter down the line, I mean, over the next few years we'll see what happens. But probably twenty twenty three we'll let both stores just kind of run and mm-hmm. just see how it goes. Twenty twenty four is probably when we'll start really attacking everything. Growing. Yeah. Right. Right. So just let it sit for a little bit and just understand the operations. Because in growing, there's a scaling issue too, right? And I'm sure that you've faced some adversity up to this point. Like it's not all just canned cupcakes and rainbows. Um, So let's talk through some of those transitions and how did you get through those of like, hey, we've hit like, we've hit an obstacle. How do you then transfer into the obstacle and then trying to overcome it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of our obstacles is one, food in the shelf, um, ah. and two, people. People are always obstacles. Um, right. I'm people are always obstacles. Brian's I, like, yes, amen. Yeah, amen. they, they are. It's but they're also your most important that. asset. So right. it's, there you go. It's difficult. There you go, Aaron. But it's not like I can't control you. Can't control me. It's it's that piece and trying to work through people and under let them understand the vision and process of everything. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, but it's difficult. It's probably the hardest piece. I always tell. You know, why, why, this is the part of the best analogies. Why do the people that are managing make the most money? Mm. Because they're dealing with people all day. And if you can control people and not really control them, but like get them to do what you want them to do and you can leave well, right. them in the mission that you're trying to do, that's why they make the most right. money in the day because it's the hardest piece about business. Mm. It's numbers, easy, operations, whatever, people, freaking hard. Yes. Hard. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's great too, right? Like, yeah. It is. There's a there's a big camaraderie. Like when we do our Christmas party, or I'll probably start doing like quarterly parties, stuff like that with a team just getting together. It's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Okay. It's there's nothing better than getting everyone together and right. having a good time. Right, because you have a common goal. Yeah, you're all exactly. Yeah, so cool. But yeah, so food in the shelf. That's probably the biggest obstacle right now. Got to have stuff to buy. Yeah, exactly. Like Thursday, Friday, our shelves get depleted, which is good. As we try to do a zero waste method. Uh, so we don't have a ton of waste unless there's a snowstorm and it kind of throws off the numbers and pars. Mm. Um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we are absolutely destroyed. Like we had 250 people in the store Sunday. Wow. Getting ready for um, the week. Yeah, getting ready for the week. And then Monday, we, I was, <laughs> this is a really bad, bad week. So um wasn't it on Sunday. I just want to see how we'd go. Sometimes you have to like kind of, yeah, let's, let let's just see, let's see what happens. Um, not the best decision learned a little bit from that but also 
cool. I had to be up at 4.30 in the morning on Monday and I need to be in the kitchen and start prepping or not prepping. I don't cook anything, but plating everything to get it on the shelf. And we plated 1,200 meals in six hours. Wow. And their shelves were full by noon. Right. So, but right. we were... All hands on deck. Yeah. it was. A, we had 25% of our inventory on the shelf. Wow. So going into Monday morning, which is another freaking crazy day. Right. So that that's our biggest test right now. So it's getting probably honestly more people in on Sunday, prepping a little bit more, working a little bit faster, jumping in there. So hmm. been in the kitchen a lot lately. Hmm. But not a, not a horrible problem no, to have either. No. And the fact that you'd have a solution. No, it's probably not the forever solution. Sustainable yeah. solution, but sustainable. Solution. Are you guys, you guys aren't shipping then? It's all no. kind no. of like the Papa Murphy's type. Yeah, we'll do local delivery. We have a guy, um, Peter. He does all of our delivery stuff. So we pay him. We eat the delivery cost. So I don't want to have people pay for delivery, but it's an eighty dollars minimum within a fifty mile radius right now. So basically, the order online delivery. He'll come in and get them at three o'clock. Out the door they go. Deliver at your doorstep from three to eight p.m. and done. Wow. So it's very cool. And how how far out can you like? Because I, you know, I'm fresh fit. There's no preservatives. You know, yeah. this isn't like a lean cuisine. Yeah. You know, how long do your meals kind of last? Or, you know, what's kind of the yeah. shelf life? Like, can I buy six days out? Is that? Yeah. I mean, typically four to six days, the shelf life of it. We'll have the dates on the side of the package, um, soon to be on the label. And that's really, I mean, it's fresh food. I mean, pe- people do freeze them. I won't say they don't. We're not right. going to personally freeze them, but you right. can freeze them. So I have people that come in and grab 20 and like, we're just going to freeze these for the next couple weeks. Cool. Go for it. Great. Your decision at the end of the day may not taste as well, but everyone else says that it tastes good just the same. So it's like, cool. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. Just keep, just keep buying them. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Like it's still helping people. So yeah. it's cool. Right. What do you think the biggest like thing that you've learned or what would you tell your like younger self before you got into this? What would you be like? Oh, if you could sit gosh. down in a room yeah, three minutes. What would you say? Wow. Um, be patient and stay true to yourself. Mm. That's really, don't change. I mean, that's really what it is. Um, yeah. I mean, I've I've probably been the same person, like mentally, as I'm like looking back. This is what's weird. So like growing up, this is a fun side story. Um, like growing up, you like probably looking back now, you're like, oh, now that makes sense why my brain was ticking that way. Is that's where I am at now. Mm-hmm. It's super strange. Like growing up, I would do have like this army thing, but I'd always be in front, kind of leading my friends, and then I'd always have a, like a store shop, and I'd be the person in the shop. <laughs> and now it's like looking back, I'm like, that's a little bit weird because literally what I'm doing now. Yeah. So. That was when I was like eight or nine years old. That's great. <laughs> 20, that's 27, almost 28 now. But like looking back on that, it's like, yeah, just stay true to yourself and be patient. I mean, that's, that's literally great. at the end of the day what it is. Right. Don't change. How are your uh, like parents or your support system and all this? Because I mean, you're a young guy. Like to go and just bite off a business, you know, in your 20s is mm-hmm. no joke. Yeah. So my mom is very, very supportive. My dad's a little more pessimistic. <laughs> um, so we butt heads a little bit every now and then. And I'm very optimistic. Mm-hmm. So they, they're always going to be supportive. They always tell me, we'll be supportive of what you do with your life. We don't care what you do. Just go do it. Have fun. It's your life. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my instilling myself too. It's like, go have fun. Do what you want to do. Like that's, it's your life at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, super supportive. So they have no, 
they're happy for me. So. It's huge yeah. to have a support yeah. system. Yeah. You need it. What would you say to somebody who's like going to the proverbial bridge, looking over and thinking like, oh man, because I we're think talking about starting a business, starting a business. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a really good, good, good <laughs> plug there, Brian. Just throwing that out there. Cause I think the, uh, that's, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I think the notion is to be like, wow, with conditions, the way they are in the world, with my circumstances, the way they are, mm-hmm. probably not the best time to buy a business. What I love about you, it, it was COVID. Like, ain't nobody's buying businesses. No. And you ain't nobody's going to give you any money either. You know, no. so like there was, it probably wasn't the most ideal, like, book answer to buy a business. Although, no. maybe emotional time to buy a business. Maybe the book answer actually really is. Does that make sense? And yeah. so, what would you say to that person who's just leaning in to say like, oh, is this a good time? Is it not a good time? What's happening in the economy? There's a little, little, you know, all the ways they get in their head. What advice would you give them? Well, I had four lawyers tell me not to buy the business. And exactly. I was like, it's not your money. Basically, lack of better words. Write the, like, well, the deal. Write the deal up. Just do it. Yeah. You're working for me. You're not yeah. like... like Because you can always go find a job. I yeah. mean, you had a good yes. job. You yes. know, you were yeah. making stuff. And I think, too, the other side of it, I love with your story, is it's food, you know? Yeah. Like, people got to eat. Mm-hmm. More people are eating out than they are in. Yep. You know? I think the data suggests that. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like you were selling, you know, widgets from China. You're selling fresh food, you know? So. Honestly, it's just jump. I mean, you got to have a calculator risk. Like for me going into it, I already knew how to operate it and operate the store and run the store. I did it for two years and I I grew it 30% from just doing that and not having control of the money. Um, So I had a little bit of a head start on a lot of people or like just maybe start from the ground up um but still same principle it's you just got to do it and right. kind of grind away there's going to be good days there's going to be bad days there's going to be frustrating days there's going to be days where you just want to lay in your bed all day which i have those days i i do i'm like i do not want to get up i'm not gonna move <laughs> see you guys yeah talk to you tomorrow right. like because i'm naturally introverted too so it's when I hit I hit my threshold of social limit, I talked about 80 people a day. I learned that yesterday and the day before. I'm talking 70, 80 customers. You're tapped out. You're I'm, ta- I'm done. I, I'm getting annoyed, frustrated. Like, yeah. It just, that's who I am. So, and I always embrace that piece. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's just, good. just do it. It's funny because, like, you do take, and this is something that Brian and I do, and we own a business called the Uncommon Wealth Partners. And what we do is we don't just let somebody just jump off and, and, and start down this uncommon path unless we see that the history that they've had is leading up to this point. Does that make sense? Yeah, of like, that's oh, well, you know, you're, you're, you have done this. You know, you have this experience. You have this. It's not like, and I'm going to go open a miniature golf course. You know, like what? You don't have no like. You've only done that once. You know. Yeah. So there is something about your past that's super powerful that gives you and equips you mm-hmm. for the future endeavors and activities that you're going to do. So what I love about you, especially the little story of like, I was always the guy in the shop selling things. <laughs> Literally, I play like like we'd call it like Star Wars shop, and so I'd be like selling Star Wars widgets or my right. friends and right. like. But yeah, it ends up being more of a calculated risk, right? Yes. Because you were working at Fresh Fit. Yeah. Then you went to the cider business, and then you knew how to kind of apply all those stuff. And even before that, the high V situation of just yeah. managing people. That's yeah. where I learned how to manage. Right. Uh, like a little bit. But I learned tooth and nail how to manage, get people to do what you want them to do. And first off is getting them to trust you. Absolutely. Mm. Like, and so all this stuff has now led you to where you're at now, which then makes the sky the limit. And every day you get to go do what you love to do. Yeah. 
reason why you're on the show. <laughs> Don't you know? Okay, what's your closing thoughts about uh, anything? You can say anything. Closing thoughts about anything. Can't wait for this, actually. Hmm. Man, put me in a tough spot here, Philip. <laughs> closing thoughts would probably say, you know, you know, just, just say my sweatshirt, be relentless. But really, it's, it's a good one. Just get after it, honestly. Like, go do what you want to do. Don't be scared and jump, really. Right. It's, at the end of the day, that's what you got to do if you want to see success is defined different ways. But for me, success is kind of doing what I want when I want and helping people. So whatever your definition of success is, go do that. Go do it. Gosh, such a good closer. Don't really have anything else to say. Uh, I'm so grateful you took time to hang out with us. I'm also excited just to see where your business goes. Keep serving people. You're doing such a good job, not only serving the people around you, but also leading the team. Uh, and so it's encouraging for me just to see how young you are and what you're creating because it's going to be awesome. Aaron, if people want to learn more, how do they find you guys? Yeah, so you can go to freshitmills.com. Um, that's everything on the website. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And everything's on, on there. So we're stop at the store on Hickman or Ink when we open here. Come so, say hi. Come get say a hi. meal. I'm not, I'm or not 10. too shy. Or 20. <laughs> or 20. Be healthy. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks for your time. You've been listening thanks, to the guys. Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Brian Dewhurst. Tune in until next time. Enjoy your life. Go be uncommon. And just jump. Let's go. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.